I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Joe. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, and we're excited to have you on and get to know you better. And so one of the questions I wanted to start off by asking you is if you could tell us about some of the highs and lows of your season. Uh, wow, what a start. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, it was pretty interesting for me because I came in as an intern. The previous coach, uh, unfortunately, uh, got sick and had to take a medical leave of absence. Um, so I was kind of thrown right to the wolves um, we had no freshman class because, unfortunately, when he got sick, he stopped communicating with all of our recruits, and they all chose other schools. Um, if that wasn't bad enough, um, yeah. it turns out our best player on the team uh, ended up being ineligible for the entire season, and she was actually last season's conference rookie of the year. So that was another huge blow. Oh, yeah. uh, and then just to make sure there was one more little bump in the road, um, our starting middle uh, got hurt on the warm-up of the first game of the season, tore ACL and she was out for the whole year. So we oh. kind of had our, <laughs> we kind of had our work cut out for us yeah. um, right off the bat. Um, to me, I think the season was a success just because we got through it. Um, we were really depleted in terms of uh, manpower, or should I say, you know, woman power. Um, we had to <laughs> take one of our right side. We had to take one of our libero defensive specialists and move her to the right side. And she was only five foot four. So that was oh, a little wow. bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a struggle. Um, <laughs> but we got through it. I think some of the highs obviously was uh, we had, we did have three wins, you know? Um, so I think all three of those wins were great. Um, some of the low points um, we had Marist. I, I thought we almost had him in our gym, took him all the way to five. And we unfortunately weren't able to pull that one out. So that one did sting. Uh, pretty hard because I thought we had played really well and we had kind of had him on the ropes. Um, but I truly try not to be too negative of a person. So I kind of thought the whole season was kind of a success. Um, I don't really look at any low points in terms of like, oh my God, this was the backbreaking moment of our season. Because to me, the whole season was about just trying to get better every day. And I felt like we did do that. Oh, no, that's awesome. I love listening to the highs and lows of seasons because you realize that like there's so much more to the sport than just like the wins and losses. It's about like the process. So I think, you know, I think that's awesome that you guys were able to push through despite like the injuries and, you know, the adversity that came. Yeah, that's part of my coaching philosophy. I kind of really don't believe necessarily in the wins and the losses. To me, like I said, it's kind of what you said. It's about the process. It's about just success. And success could be different for you than it is for me. But to me, the, the successful of the season, or the reason why our season was, I would call it successful, is just because we got through it, um, you know, considering how much we had going against us going into the season. Oh, so true. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with us, seriously. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious, Joe, like, how did you get to be a coach? What's your story there? Wow. It's a long and windy road, believe it or not. Um, I start, I kind of have led a dual life my entire life. I've always been very interested in both television and coaching, um, at least the, particularly the sport of volleyball. Um, so when I graduated from college, I started out as a working at a small TV station on Long Island. Um, and ironically, it happened to be on the exact same piece of property as my old high school. Oh, wow. Um, and, it, and it turned out that they were looking for an assistant coach for their JV team. 
And I was able to sort of balance both. And I did that for a few years. And then an opportunity came for me to coach at the collegiate level. Um, so still working in television, I was able to sort of, again, balance a part-time job coaching at the collegiate level at a Division II school, Adelphi University. Um, stayed there for three seasons and then was elevated to the head coach when the head coach left. Um, and then I had an opportunity to uh, coach at the Division I level, ironically, uh, at the exact same time that I got laid off from my TV job. Wow. So it kind of worked out perfectly that a full-time position in coaching became available. Um, and then after that one season at Fordham University, um, there was an opportunity for me to get back into television um, working full-time at CNN. So that was just too yeah. good of a job to pass up. So I took that and unfortunately had to actually take a little hiatus uh, about coaching. So I was actually not coaching for probably about four or five years because my job at CNN ended up having me work primarily nights. So I was oh. just not able to do it. Um, but slowly but surely, I was able to work my way back um, into working a morning shift at CNN and I was able to start to slowly get back into the coaching, uh, you know, uh, circle, I guess you could say. I was a volunteer assistant at St. John's for a couple of seasons. And then I coached two seasons ago at a D2 school on Long Island, New York Tech. Um, and then an opportunity became available uh, a season ago uh, for the, the job at St. Peter's. So there's always been that balance for me. It's been very uh, chaotic at times, but I've been always been able to find a way to sort of balance both. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it sounds like you've had a lot going on. So that's, I think that's awesome that you're like, you know how to balance it, like everything in your life and be a coach and do, you know, follow your passions. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the a piece of advice a really good buddy of mine uh, way back when gave to me he was kind of always said that he's always kind of, Hey, follow your passion, you know, follow your heart, you know, feed your soul, um, those kind of statements, but they always kind of rang true. And, you know, while I know I'm good at TV, um, and I do like it. It's not like my, oh my God, love, you know, like I know I'm good at it. So it keeps me, you know, obviously keeps me employed. Um, but coaching has always been a very, very strong passion of mine. And I've always tried to been able to figure out a way uh, to keep it in my life. Oh, no, that's awesome. I think, I think it's awesome that you're able to do both of those things because some people, you know, some people don't have the opportunity. So I think, I think that's awesome. So thank you for telling us your story. That was fun to listen to. <laughs> Um, the next question I have for you is just, what's one of your most memorable travel experiences? Oh, wow. There's a few, but the one that always sticks out in my mind is um, in between my junior and senior year of high school. Um, my high school, shout out to Kellenberg Memorial in Uniondale, um, actually used to sponsor a trip for juniors and seniors for 50 days to go around the entire country. Wow. Um, so you spent your summer in between your either sophomore and junior year or in between your junior senior year. And you got to go to basically almost every, you know, big, you know, thing that the U S has to offer. Wow. Um, so we got to see it all. Um, and it was 50 days. We did everything outdoors. You either stayed at like state campgrounds, national campgrounds, or just local campgrounds. And sometimes it was just literally, we threw a giant tarp on the ground and a sleeping bag and that was it. Um, if it was warm out, we didn't even want to bother to set, it, set up a tent because it was just too much work. Um, but yeah, we got to see everything, you know, um, every, you know, major national spot that you could possibly imagine. Uh, we got to see it. We basically covered a total of 33 of the 50 states uh, wow. on the trip. We started north and went around the country, you know, from top and then ended up on the West Coast, came down, 
through California, through like New Mexico, Texas, and then back up the East Coast to finish the trip. Um, but just to see everything, to spend that amount of time out on the road, um, definitely goes as probably one of the highlights of my life. Wow, no, that's amazing. I feel like um, that's cool that you got to go to 33 states because a lot of people don't even get to go to, you know, a lot of the states. So I think that's an incredible trip that you had. Yeah, it's, and what was funny about it was they only offered it to juniors and seniors. So you basically, and they only offer the trip every two years. So you basically oh. only had one opportunity to do it. Um, so it was funny because a friend of mine, I'd like just bought a boat and he's like, Oh, I'm thinking about putting my boat in the, in the water this summer. I was like, you can do that for the rest of your life. This is a great trip. You should, you should come with us. And he actually ended up going. So. Oh, oh that's awesome. I'm glad he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun though. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I think, I think any travel is, you know, amazing. Cause there's so much, you, there's so much to see, especially even in the U S going from state to state, it varies. It's different in every place. Yeah, and actually that's one of the other things uh, that's been great about this latter part of, of my life is that my wife um, is an actress and she actually does a lot of acting gigs around the country um, at you know, regional theaters because you know, she's in the actors union so she goes where the work is. And I've been able to usually take some time off from work to go to visit her. Um, and it's been great to be able to see even more of the country um, that way. And also I think she loves to travel. Like she's literally been almost all over the world. Wow. And I'm actually ironically a little bit more of a homebody. I don't like to travel that much, but it's always a, a good opportunity to sort of spread my wings and I'm learning from her. She's like, yeah, come on, let's go, let's <laughs> do it. You know? So it's, it's really been a great opportunity for me to get out and see a little bit more of the country. Oh no, I think that's awesome. I think traveling with like loved ones and friends, teams, it's, I feel like your relationships just get stronger, especially when you travel together. So I'm glad that you guys have been able to do that together. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you could share with us? Ooh, wow. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I know it sounds weird to say, but I, I always do kind of doubt myself. Um, I've been coaching for a number of years um, and some of the programs that I've been associated with were already very well-established programs. So one of the things that I'm always trying to find out new information on, um, always trying to read or like listen, talk to other coaches is just about sort of like, what does it take to build um, a program? You know, they always talk about like team culture. And I have to always kind of admit to myself that I'm like, I'm not really sure I know how to do this. So I always do kind of have a little bit of self-doubt in there. Um, like I'd like give a thousand dollars to like, to listen to like, what is Russ Rose saying in the huddle to his team? Like, what's, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's John Dunning, you know, when he was coaching, what was he saying to those girls in the huddle? Like, I would love to be able to just sit in that huddle and hear what are they telling? Is it just a rah-rah speech? Are they like serious, <laughs> hardcore, tactical stuff that I'm like, what in the world is he talking about? Um, so that's why one of the things I always try to yeah. like, always trying to better myself as a coach, um, always trying to read more, study more. Um, you know, again, talking to other coaches, but yeah, there always a little, there always is a little creep of self-doubt every now and then. Oh yeah, no. And that, that makes total sense because um, I feel like in positions you're always learning. So it's typical to, you know, to have that feeling. So I think it just shows that you're like humble and willing to learn and be a great coach. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yes, no, for sure. Yeah. And then this next question I have for you, it's, it's more for like athletes, but if you, if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? Um, wow, that's a great question. 
Um, to me, there's a couple of steps. Um, number one, obviously, I think this is the one that I, I, I'm not really sure if everyone does this 100%, is really you have to do your research. Not only on the university that you're interested in, but on the team that you're interested in. For example, if you're a specific position, whether it's a setter or a libero, outside hitter, whatever, how do you even know that the position you play is available? You know, maybe they have five or six of that same position at one yeah. of the schools that you're interested in. Um, that's one of the things that I saw this particular uh, recruiting cycle was a lot of, you know, kids reaching out to me. And the first thing I kind of said was, like, oh, I'm not really sure they actually did their research because if they looked and they saw our roster, you know, we have four liberos uh, currently mm -hmm. on our roster and like not only one was graduating. So I'm like, four is already a lot. Um, so yeah. that's number one, I would say, is not only do your research about the school, but do your research about um, the team that you're, you know, looking for. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, proofread your work. Uh, I cannot tell yeah. you how many emails I got that started out by saying, Dear Coach Jones or Dear Coach <laughs> Smith, or, you know, uh, just whether it was, you know, some, some sort of part of the email was incorrect. And it was kind of, for me, a dead giveaway. I'm like, okay, this clearly was a copy and paste. And they're just sending out blanket emails to as many programs as they possibly can. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, you're trying to cast a wide net as a recruit. You know, you're yeah. looking for programs, but at the same time, make sure you're proofreading your work. <laughs> yes. Um, and the last thing I would say is definitely try to think of some way to be different. Uh, don't just send the standard stereotypical, hi, coach, my name is so-and-so. I'm an outside hitter from, you know, Walla Walla, Washington. You know, if you can find a way in that email to stand out and make me notice you, that's definitely going to put you um, in a different category in my mind, personally. That's one of the ways that I think. I'm like, wow, look at this email. She <laughs> yeah. really went out of her way to, you know, to sort of stand out. Like I, you know, really perk up um, when I see a, you know, very different email from recruits. Oh, no. And that's, I think that's awesome advice. Like, to any athlete because those are things that you know every coach notices and so thank you for sharing that I'm excited for people to hear that advice you're welcome yeah no that's awesome well thank you so much again and what's your next adventure Joe oh wow uh well <laughs> if depending on how the virus uh either keeps going or subsides uh as of right now I'm the youngest of five kids and I have 13 nieces and nephews. Oh wow. We have potentially planned a family trip to Disney World. Whether or not that's actually going to be possible, we don't know, but um one of my nieces it's she's turning 16, so we thought it would be a great great family idea if we all decided to kind of go together. Um so that's what's on the books. Whether or not it's actually going to happen, we will obviously have to see. Um, but yeah, in theory, that's, uh, that's the next adventure that we're looking for. Oh, fun. No, that sounds like an awesome family trip. I, my family, we just went to Disneyland and I don't know, it's just, it's a fun trip no matter what, you know, I love that. Yeah, it's one of my, and my wife and I actually, we both were huge Disney fans. Um, so we've gone a number of times uh, and we actually have gone separately with our families. And it was kind of funny that we ended up both being huge Disney fans when we met each other. Um, so we've taken multiple trips, but yeah, we're kind of looking forward to this one. So we'll see. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everything passes the way, it, you know, hopefully it passes soon so that you guys can yeah, go. Yeah, we'll see. I think everyone's, you know, the country's being smart. We're doing what we can to flatten the curve and uh, social distancing is clearly working. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll, if we don't get too over anxious to get back outside, I think as long as everyone stays smart, uh, maybe by the end of May, we might be able to start to see things start to hopefully go back to normal. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Yes, I'm excited. And it will be awesome, too, because sports will get back to normal. Like, everything will get back to normal, and we'll learn yeah, from hopefully. this experience. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and what are you looking forward to most this upcoming season? Um, wow. Uh, I think hoping to build um, – on sort of what we learned last year. I remember I kind of talked previously about culture. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I actually reached out to uh, my players this um, off season. Um, we've been staying each in touch with each other every week. We're FaceTiming. Uh, I'm actually giving them some homework where I'm having them watch <laughs> a match and then do a scouting report so we can keep our brains active. But one of the things that yeah. we talked about is because there's been kind of a coaching carousel here at St. Peter's the last few years, um, and it looks like I'm staying for a while, and I hope that hopefully everything works out with CNN because with the election, um, one of the things that I kind of offered to the girls was, hey, um, let's take this journey kind of together. What kind of culture do we want to create? Not me. What do we want to create? Um, so I'm giving them some ownership of that. Um, so we're going to talk about that over the course of the next month or so and figure out what, you know, who, who are we, you know, what do we believe in? What do we stand for? What do we, what goals do we want to achieve? Um, you know, sort of just laying down the building blocks of what, you know, St. Peter's volleyball could be in the future. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that possibility of where this could go. Um, because one of the things, like I kind of said, was they really haven't any stability here. And I feel like that's one of the things that I've kind of brought um, is a little bit of stability and more of a positive outlook. I'm a definitely positive person by nature. Um, so that's one of the things that I've been trying to uh, instill upon them. It doesn't matter what happens. Let's stay up. Let's stay positive about it. And let's keep pushing forward. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where this journey takes us together. Oh, yeah, no, I, th I agree about um, the stability. I think, I think that's key to a team, you know, trust and building. So um, I just wish you the best with everything because um, I can tell you guys are going to go far and I can tell the passion you have for the sport. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and letting us get a glimpse into your wonderful team. Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity. This was great. It was really nice talking to you. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.